0: And now, The Low Post.
1: Welcome to The Low Post Hoop Collective crossover. Game two of the NBA Finals ended about five minutes ago. It was one of the most inevitable finals games I can remember. The Heat put up 114 points on 50-40-90 shooting. They had a plus 21 advantage and made free throws. And yet it never felt for one second as if they had a chance to win the game. Um, I guess, guys, we should start with a majestic performance from Anthony Davis when the game was really blown open. 32 points, 14 rebounds, 15 of 20 shooting. He looked like Gulliver against the Lilliputians. Gulliver is bigger than the Lilliputians. I haven't read Gulliver's Travels in a long time. The Lilliputians are small. Uh, and I fear now that um, you know you felt the void of Bam Adebayo in the middle of the zone. The the Lakers were just eating in the middle of the zone the entire game. They were seventeen of twenty on twos at the half. I don't know what they finished. It was something gargantuan. And I fear now that the you know LeBron's not going to blow a two zero lead. It's hard to imagine. And I fear now the conversation is going to go towards Finals MVP, and that has a chance to be a, a very you know loud and sometimes stupid conversation, but um Wendy let's start with you. I mean this is First
0: off you didn't introduce Kendrick Swamp. Oh my god I
1: didn't introduce anybody. Brian Windhorse is here in his soundproof walk-in closet and Kendrick Perkins sitting on a throne, a golden throne in his home uh, are joining us. Um
0: That's Wendy... Kendrick Swamp Thing Perkins. <laughs> which is your your lesser known nickname. I don't know why they call you Swamp Thing but they used to at some point.
2: Perk I have to hey, say Wendy, I love look. Wendy, Zach, y'all could, I appreciate y'all having me on finally. It's been <laughs> almost a year since I've been on the pod. But look, you could credit that to Tony Allen. He gave me that nickname. I still don't like him to this day.
0: I would never argue with Tony Allen if you know it's good for your perk. And I know you, you can handle yourself. But I wouldn't <laughs> argue with that man.
1: I mean, Wendy, is there really anything to say, like, right now like what i don't even know i'm gonna
0: say yeah i'm gonna say two things number one lebron is averaging 29 11 and 9 and i'm not sure he'd win mvp i think mvp is gonna be what gets dominated talking this conversation because lebron's trying to be the first to win three with three different teams but perk this reminded me of the 2015 finals a little bit of the 2017 finals but really 2015 finals which you played in with the Cavs and Kyrie was gone for game two. Uh, Kevin Love was over on the sidelines done for the year with the shoulder injury. And it was like, you guys worked so hard. Like I, I, I felt the exact same way watching the heat this game as I did watching the Cavs back in that series. You guys worked so hard in that series, you did so many things right, but the other team just had more firepower. That's what that's what this reminds me of. It's a good fight, but it's not enough against that beast of a Laker team.
2: No, I agree. And and, and when you look at it though, Wendy, you you're absolutely right. But they just dominated the heat in the inside. I mean, it was it was more so. Well, the Heat they played well, but the the Lakers played more. They got more nasty, right? They was nastier in the inside. They, they, they did all the dirty work. If you look at the way Anthony Davis was attacking the offensive glass, he was not going to be denied. Even LeBron James, I mean, they lived in the paint. I thought the Heat was going to come out and be more feisty, which they did. You know, they scored some points, but on the defensive end, their effort was just not there.
1: I think if I'm doing my math right, and it's very uh, it's very late at night, uh, it's it's almost morning, I think the Lakers were 33 of 50 on twos. Um,
0: yeah, but you'd have to go look how many of those they rebounded too because they got so many offensive rebounds. Their efficiency on that might have even been better than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, when you're playing small and you have Kelly Olenek at the five, you're just going to get trucked. Kelly Olenek
0: the- played like – 16 minutes too much. Well, they just don't have
1: anything else to do. Your your other options are Myers-Leonard or play super small where you're going to get killed. No,
0: I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) I got tired of watching them. Well, okay,
2: hey, right. win hey, what you want him to do? Put Udonis the, Haslam in the game? You know yes, what?
0: we want UD. You know what? Like, I, I could see Spo starting game three with UD out there. He he may only play four minutes, but I could see Spo starting game three with him um, just because he's got nothing else. Uh, I mean, Bam may be back by Sunday. Um, to me, I knew Dragic was going to be done for this series. I'm not saying he won't come back out there and drag that leg up there. But um, when I heard that Bam wasn't going to play in this game, I knew that I knew it wasn't going to happen. And, and, you know, again, it's, they're fighting valiantly. And Perk LeBron's never been this – he's never been in this, this part in his career. He has always been on the wrong side of the talent gap, of the injury luck. Um, I guess the only time he got a, a little bit of a break was in, was in 2016 when uh, Bogut got hurt. That was a major injury. But all the major injuries in his career were on his team. And um, it's, it's – I'm sure he's feeling strange about this to be on the team that's got all the firepower. I mean, I know he, did that, he had that in Miami for sure, but, um, but it's been a long time since he's felt that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, without Bam – I don't even mean this in a bad way. Without Bam, they're just kind of soft. Like, they're soft in the middle. There's no resistance. There's nothing to scare anybody. And, like, the zone – It's too early to look at the points per possession against the zone, but it just felt like the Lakers were getting a great shot every single time against the zone. Uh, Corner threes, putbacks, floaters. I mean, how many floaters did they make in the first half where Rondo would catch the ball in the middle? there'd be nobody within 5 uh, feet Zach, of him.
0: Exactly. Like, R- Rajon Rondo was a zone buster. Do you ever think you'd say that about a guy in a finals game? A zone well, buster. Well,
1: perk, let's talk <laughs> let's let's talk about your guy Rondo because there was a window of that game in the fourth quarter where the score was frozen at 111-101 for a while. The Lakers missed like five good threes in a row and the Heat had a window to like if they could just get it to 6 or 7, like maybe it would get interesting and they had a couple of those and Rondo Hit two threes, one to get it back up to 14, another to get it back up to 12. Three of four from three in the game, 16 and 10. He's shooting like 48% from three or something in the playoffs. Like, you, even you, Perk, an old teammate, like, you got to be a little surprised by this, right? He,
2: he's playing, like, outrageously well. I, I am surprised, but but look at the shots that, that, that they're giving him, Zach. Like, that is disrespectful. Right, these are pregame shots. They're not even challenging them. And like, you know, he is a professional. We're talking about a guy that's a what a sixteen year vet. Like Perk, he's those are the shots you wanted shots to give Rondo for the last ten years. without contesting I mean, shots. But I wanted to go back to that point of I strongly believe that Eric exposure is gonna have to come out of that zone. Why? Because when you're in a zone the other team, the Lakers, they're able to get offensive rebounds. It's easy to offensive rebound against the zone because you don't know what guys are when the shot goes up. And that's what they're getting dominated at. I feel like even with Bam coming back, I think Eric Sposha is, if he comes back in game three, Eric Sposha is going to have to switch up his lineup and maybe start Kelly O'Lennox because – Frank Bogus throwing a wrench in things starting Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard has been that spark, especially like he was in the first quarter and like he was the start of that third. He's been a force in his minutes that he's playing and he's causing ruckage and he's causing havoc. And I think that Eric Spost is just going to say, you know what, forget this zone. We're going to have to man up and, and that's what it's going to be. But the bright side of that, is that Tyler Hero will be an all-star next year. You can book it.
1: I like, I like when you say on Twitter, Perk, carry on. You end all your tweets, carry on. Just carry on with your day. <laughs> I've made a proclamation. I've insulted you. Carry on with your day.
0: Um, you know what's so great about Perk's tweets? is you can The way Perk writes them, you can hear him saying it. You, as I read, I hear Perk in my ear. <laughs> and I can even hear him say, carry on carry on (laughs) that perk perk there are professional writers who spend 30 years developing a voice who don't have a voice like you do when you write i'm not i'm not bsing you i'm I'm dead serious you got a voice my friend
2: thank Um, you thank you wendy thank you and you know you know what else you know what else i figured out frank vogel we have to give him some credit and i i want to applaud lebron rondo anthony davis because they are actually allowing him to coach. I mean, he's not, you know, animated on the sideline, but his substitutions and his his preparation has been pretty much on point. Now, I know he got, you know, the dynamic duo in Anthony Davis and, and, and LeBron James, and he has Rajon Rondo and LeBron, two of the best floor generals. But his game plan, the way that he's putting these guys in position to be successful, his rotations – uh, is kind of going under the radar, and I think we need to give him his flowers.
1: I totally agree. I think he's done a great job. Look, no one who has LeBron and Anthony Davis is going to get as much praise as, as, you know, a coach who takes a scrappy team to 45 wins or something. It's just the way it is. But you know, Wendy and I talked about this after game one. Everyone on that team, including LeBron, has bought in on defense from day one, and they all deserve credit for that, and that includes Frank. And the thing that was was sort of mysterious about the Lakers all year was that they had all these different kinds of lineups, huge lineups, Anthony Davis at center lineups, little in-between lineups, sometimes lineups so big Kuzma was playing the two. And it felt like they hadn't really figured out um, what their identity was going to be. But really what happened is, and I missed this, frankly, in the regular season, really what happened is they grew comfortable playing – all of those styles and that's what's come back to be a big, a big thing for them is they mm-hmm. can come from playing so many different ways, so many different kinds of lineups that whatever you do, we can do this, whatever you do that, you can do that. And, I, and Frank deserves a lot of credit for that.
0: I'm going to say a few things here. One perk. I respect your opinion. I, I, I think the heat got what they wanted out of the zone tonight. I just think that Anthony Davis was so damn good that it overpowered them. I, I think I agree that it looked bad perk. I don't, I don't, think they, I don't think they have a choice because if you put Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero out there and say, go guard a man, LeBron, just, LeBron and AD are just going to hunt them. So I, I think they have to continue to play the zone. They just got to get Bam back and play better. The other thing I'm going to say is Anthony Davis, that was one of the highest level games I've ever seen played. From Majestic. It, it, was, it was probably the most, I mean, I, I know calling him a big man isn't fair, but because he's such a dynamic player, but that was as dominant of a big game as you'd see in the finals from Tim Duncan or Shaq. And I know yeah. I do it differently, but that was the kind of game that he played. If Anthony Davis is going to play this way, it's not going to matter what they do. I mean, he's 15 of 20.
1: It's a joke. He was 14 of
0: 15 at one point. 14 of 15. When I had Chris Mullen
1: in NBA Jam and he was on fire with Tim Hardaway, <laughs> I couldn't
2: go 14 <laughs> of 15 with Chris Mullen in NBA Jam. I mean, the, I keep saying this, you know, Anthony Davis is really something that we've never witnessed before. And no disrespect to like Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan, but you know, we always talk about how, how great of guard skills he has for a big man. But Wendy, I agree to your point that tonight he was like dominant. He was he was like Shaq type. He was like, okay, y'all want to go small and put Jay Crowder or Igor and disrespect me. I'm going to tear them up in the inside. And he was relentless on the offensive glass. Zach, you're right. It was majestic. I haven't seen this type of fire come out of Anthony Davis in a very long time. And that's crazy to say, because the man is averaging 30 points a a night throughout the playoffs right now.
0: For the ones who get it done, Ranger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Perk, if you had an MVP vote, I know, Zach, you've had one, I think, in the past. Yeah. I've never had a finals MVP, vote. they only give out, I think, 10.
1: 11. And, uh, what? There's been 11 before because I, I was part of a controversial MVP mm-hmm. vote, so I remember exactly how many there were in one year when I voted.
0: Okay, it was it involved LeBron? Um, yes, it did. Perk, if you had an MVP vote for the finals, and like I said, these votes matter. It's not like uh, the, the the other vote where there's a hundred. Who are you voting for MVP after two games?
2: Oh. see, see, here's the problem that I have. Anthony Davis was so dominant, but if you look at majority of his buckets, is this? This is what I want to say. How many of his buckets were assisted? Right, like. And think about it in the first half, I just recall, you know, he was getting dunk after dunk, guys driving to the lane, dropping it off. And then in that third quarter, when he had 11 in the third, he went and got it on his own. Now you go to LeBron James and you just look at his overall impact. He, I think he finished with, what, 33-9-9 nine and nine tonight, right?
1: On 14-25 of 25 shooting, Perk, like no <laughs> slouch from the field either.
2: That I know, and and so I was gonna ask you guys this: like, is it a such thing as a co-finals MVP or no? Not
1: what? if there is an odd number of votes, which I, I I'd have to look and see if they change the number of votes year by year. Wendy, I just remember the year that um, Igudala won; there were eleven yeah. votes because I, I was I was. So it, you can't split your vote; you just get a literally someone from NBA PR finds all eleven voters in press row with like two minutes to go in the final game and hands them a slip of paper and you write down your name, one name on a slip of paper and run it back to that guy and that's the vote.
2: Well, I'll I tell you this. If I had to pick one right now, some, since y'all put me on the spot, I would be biased not to say that I would not vote for Anthony Davis. I mean, I would have to.
0: That's saying a lot because, you know, I know you're a defender of LeBron's you know i mean i mean you know do you take into account the fact that the whole playoffs you just you're just supposed to take into account the finals but there's nobody can stop you nobody can stop you from taking into account the whole playoffs and if you know i I mean well i mean
1: in game one ad put up 30 34 9 and 5 lebron put up 25 13 and 9 i mean like (laughs) <laughs> you can vote for either of them right now. First of all, the Heat – the Lakers have to win two more games. It certainly looks like that's inevitable given the Heat's injury situation. But we've seen somewhat crazier things before. I here, My worry about this whole thing is um, I, I started getting questions about this when the Clippers were eliminated. You know that there's going to be a certain cadre of NBA observers who are going to say, bubble – weird, no fans, clippers out, bucks out, heat injured, AD wins finals MVP, kind of an asterisk for LeBron's champion. Like, I disagree with all this. I want to preemptively say that. But if AD wins finals MVP, I mean, you still see how much of an issue it is that Steph Curry never won a finals MVP, even though, like, I don't care at all in pulling yeah, out got his three legacy and,
0: and, and he would have had four if you'd have voted for him in 2015, Zach.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I voted for LeBron in 2015. Okay. Um, sorry. And, and nobody voted. I, I believe nobody voted for Curry. I think seven people voted for Iguodala. Four people voted for LeBron. And I have said on the record many times, that had I voted for a warrior, it would have been Curry, but it would not have mattered. And I just like, we hold these finals MVPs in such high esteem. That I can see all of those factors becoming a very loud trolley conversation that I don't really want to be a part of
2: so much.
0: Yeah, but nobody could watch this and say LeBron's not playing great. No, I mean it's true. Curry, Curry, you can pick apart a little bit, but you can't pick apart his performance. You know what? Thus far. You
2: know what I witnessed, though. You know what I witnessed watching this game is that LeBron and AD pushes one another without even really making it a competitive competition does that make sense like like for example ad went off in the third once he went out the game you could see Braun took it up another level where he wasn't being passive he wasn't looking to pass he was actually looking to be a score and i and i saw that and i was like it's actually a gift and a curse because they are pushing one another and they are great friends but it's going to ball down to it and they can say what they want but at the end of the day, both of those guys, not only do they want to win the championship, but if both of those guys really want to go home with that finals MVP well, trophy. Let's,
1: let's, let's, let's be even clear If LeBron gets his fourth ring, you know what the discussion is going to be. It's going to be LeBron and Jordan. We've already been having that discussion on Get Up This Week, Perk. I mean, that's what everyone's going to want to talk about. And the Jordan camp, and I don't – It's. Like, I don't get up in arms either way, but I don't know what the answer is. But the Jordan camp is going to say 6 and six finals MVPs. And the and, and LeBron goes, let's say they win, four and six, three finals MVPs. Like, it's, it's you know all this noise is going to come. I don't particularly care about it, but that noise
2: is going to be there. It is going to be there. But guess what, though, Zach? LeBron is going to have two of the greatest championships of all time one when he came back down from 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors, and this bubble, because I believe that this bubble is going to be one of the greatest championships of all time due to the circumstances. Now, I haven't been to the bubble, but everyone that I talked to said the bubble was the hardest thing that they had to deal with, whether it was players, coaches, equipment managers, media, or whatever. They loved the game, but they could not wait to get out of the bubble. They said that one guy even told me, a media guy, Mark Spears, he said whoever win this championship probably need to be awarded two trophies. Right? Because he said just because of what they're going through. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, he got four titles and two of them is going to be the greatest championships of all time because for the rest of our lives, we're going to always remember who won the championship in 2020. That's never going to go away. Because of what we dealt with for us with the pandemic and everything else, everyone is going to remember the 2020 NBA championship.
0: All right. Perk, you're making a hell of a case for LeBron after you said you'd vote for Anthony Dave. <laughs> uh, Zach, what is uh, what is AD averaging in this series so far, the two games? They're averaging like 33?
1: I don't know, a lot. But this is like All right, I'm going to tell
0: you the two best teammates LeBron's ever had in the finals. 2011, LeBron played like a dog. He would admit it. He averaged 17 points in that series. He had an eight-point game. It was, it's like his only time under... 10 points in the last like 2,000 games. Dwayne Wade in that series averaged 27.75 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks. Had arguably his greatest series other than the 2016 2006 finals, and he let him down. But I gave you the stats. All right. 2016, Kyrie Irving, you may remember they both had 40 point games in game five, a road elimination game, one of the great. Uh, finals performances ever Kyrie hits the game winner in game 7 In that series, Kyrie averaged 27 points 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals Now, Anthony Davis is averaging Including the Western Conference Finals He's averaging like 34 points a game Anthony Davis with the already high standard Of two likely Hall of Famers In Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving Already on the books Having I know we're only two games in But geez, I mean, what am I supposed to focus on? Anthony Davis, this is a guy who's been in 10 finals. Anthony Davis having the best uh, performance of any LeBron teammate.
2: Take it, Perk. Well, I will say this. I tweeted out something, and Dwayne Way retweeted it. I said that Anthony Davis that. basically is the best uh, running mate that LeBron James has ever played with. And Dwayne Way said, I agree, Big Perk. Well, I'll
0: tell you something. Bert. Carry on.
1: We talked about that. We <laughs> talked about that
2: on Get Up earlier this
1: week. And I said, I will always cape for 2011 Dwayne Wade. That dude was a monster. But, but you nailed it in the sense that there was so much skill overlap between Dwayne and LeBron. And there is not nearly as much between LeBron and AD. There are so much easier compliments to each other that I think the nod has to go to AD. I will say though, if I tweet that, I don't think Dwayne Wade's retweet me and being like, I agree with you, man." It's different if an ex-player tweets I think it, also
0: Dwayne, you know, Dwayne's rooting hard for the Heat. That's true. I, I thought it was funny. People were asking like, oh, who's Dwayne going to root for in this finals? It's his buddy LeBron or the Heat. I'm like, come on, guys. You know Dwayne Wade for five seconds and you root for the Heat. So I think it helps Dwayne to, to build up the performance, you know.
1: So we got to wrap here. Let's go, um, starting with you, Wendy. I I don't know. I mean, we got minimum two games left here. Um, We don't know if Bam or Goron are going to play. Bam seems more likely to give it a shot than Dragic. Uh, We'll start with you, Wendy, and then Perk. I mean, what should we have our eye on? What do you have your eye on in game three? It it could be anything. Go from there.
0: I know it's hard for people to agree with me, but the Heat's formula tonight – was a formula they can win a game or two with. They just didn't have the execution and the Lakers were awesome. So if Bam comes back in game three and is even 60, 70%, and Anthony Davis doesn't go fifteen of twenty, he goes twelve of twenty. And uh, you know, LeBron doesn't go fourteen of twenty-five, he goes thirteen of twenty-seven. And you know, the Heat get four more rebounds that were offensive rebounds. I think like that could result in a win. But other than watching that and messing around with that, we're just delaying the inevitable. This is a powerhouse team. R- Rondo, like you can give Frank Vogel credit all you want. I don't know what he did. Whatever he did to Rondo, because he reanimated Rondo in a way that I couldn't believe. Dwight Howard's been... I thought Dwight Howard's NBA career was over, and I wasn't alone thinking that. Getting that from those two guys, like if the Lakers keep playing this level, they're beating anybody put in front of them. So... They're awesome. They play great. Hats off to them. I'd like to see the Heat get one in game three just to make it interesting. But I'm going to tell you, I don't feel great about it.
2: Kirk, what about you? What are you looking at in game three? Well, I think Jimmy Butler played well, right? He finished with a double-double. But I still need him to be – I still need to be able to put that super in front of star. And he has to have that one game. I don't know if he's capable of doing it because LeBron has been guarding him this whole series majority of the time. But to me, in order for him – like, Kelly O'Lennox had, like, 20 points tonight. I thought Tyler Hero played pretty good offensively. I still believe that Jimmy has to have one of those 40-point nights. Like, he has to have one of those nights that he did against the Milwaukee Bucks in order for them to even have a chance at winning a game. If he don't, then I think what the last game is on Tuesday. We'll be talking about it Wednesday on the get up. How LeBron then won his fourth title. Because it's gonna be a sweep.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I saw a lot of Jimmy, I I mean I only glanced at Twitter, but there are a lot of people sort of like, oh Jimmy didn't bring it to. Them. I mean, Jimmy had 25, 13, and 8. Like right. in 45 minutes, he almost played the whole game. Like, I'm not really sure. I agree with you, Perk. you know we have seen him score forty when his team's needed it, but you know he's driving into the lane and meeting giant people who can jump really high with long arms every time he gets there. Um, so you know Plus I on a bad by, ankle. I'll, on a bad ankle too. I'll conclude by saying like I you know Danny Green and KCP tonight, what were they? They were very bad from three Three KCP of nineteen was
0: two of eleven, Danny Green three was of nineteen kind of
1: combined. I just want to give the Laker role players. Aside from Rondo, a little love because, you know, it's it's like playing with LeBron and AD makes everything easier for everybody else, right? You catch the ball and the whole defense is rotated away from you. you got all this space to pump fake and drive, whatever. But, like, remember when Danny Green – like, five years ago when Danny Green dribbled, it was like people on Twitter would make fun of him dribbling. And he's made just enough plays – where he pump fakes. Remember that lefty pass he had to AD in game, in game one? He's made like – it's not fast, but he will make the next play. Kuzma in game one had pump fake drive to AD for a dunk. Pump fake drive to KCP for a corner three. KCP made a floater tonight off the dribble. Danny Green made a floater in Bam's face in game one. Like, I just want to give the Laker role players a little love. Yeah, you mentioned love.
0: Caruso, who's been
1: – Caruso strong. is like – Caruso plays some games like he's got a jetpack strapped to his ass. He's going so fast <laughs> up and down the court. Like, those guys, it sounds simple, but they're not just standing there shooting threes. They're making the next play
2: when the they're defense makes them do it. They're defending their ass
0: off. Their defense is terrific.
2: Yeah, that's all. Um,
1: <laughs> I just want to give us.
2: Those... – You're right. And, and look. Alex Caruso changes the game when he come in off the bench. I said this on the jump a few weeks ago, and I was telling Rachel, in my opinion, the way that the team gravitates towards him, he is the heart and soul of that team, if that makes sense. Look, I understand how good LeBron and AD is and Rondo, but Alex Caruso is that guy that comes in and takes charges and and does all the winning plays, and everyone loves him. Frank Vogel loves him. Like, he brings so much value. He gets that team extra possessions. And I think he don't get enough uh, props, in my opinion. Even for me, uh, we got to show him a little bit more love because he is a game changer just by his energy.
1: Yeah, and I think there are – at some point in this series, there's there's two days off between games. I think it's between four and five or five and six – I want to petition to get those two days off now to get to get Bam and Gore a little healthier, so we can have a little spice in Game Three. Otherwise, we got a minimum, we got a Mac minimum or uh, whatever of two more <laughs> of these guys. So, um, you know, I'll look for you after Game Three. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, hopefully, we have some interesting stuff to talk about after Game Three. Perk, thank you. Enjoy the chair, right, Wendy. Thank, thank you. you. Swamping. thing. Have fun, guys.